back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question. It's a show that gives you too much information about which cap has the strongest wrists. What? Is that, is that the, all, that's our question? That's, that's not what I asked question, you to answer, but it's it? what I researched, Damn and it. I have no regrets. I'm Eric Kloss. This is Philip Molina. Hi. I'm mad that you did You're wrists welcome. instead of what I actually asked. <laughs> well, what is this episode going to be about then? Because it's about the new Captain America legacy and who yes. it may go to that's in Falcon right. and Winter Soldier. Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier seems like that's the big question of that show is like who's going to be the next Cap or who is worthiest of carrying that torch or that shield. So what exactly is the big question for us this week? Okay, which Cap, well, which Caps, Cap mm. possibilities are most likely to become the true Cap and carry the shield mm. in the MCU from now on. Okay, yeah, and that, that is a, an important question because we found out this week, actually, or last week, that Carl Lumbly... Carl Lumbly. <laughs> we found out this week that Carl Lumbly has been added to the cast of the Falcon Winter Soldier. We don't know um, specific details about who his character is, other than there's some speculation that he might be playing Isaiah Bradley, who in the early 2000s was a black Captain America. With all these characters in it, there's also the, the drama between Sam and Bucky, who is worthier of the shield, and they're bringing in a US agent character. So it's kind of sounding like it's gonna be the succession of Cap Shield, or like mm -hmm. HBO succession. They're gonna play Boar on the Floor for the shield. What would that even look like? Okay, cookie. That's yeah. a different thing, but it's based on it. Okay, here's the deal. I counted 12 potential candidates for with people who have claims for the shield. If they wanted to come forward and say, you know what, I deserve to carry the shield, they could do it. The MCU has established 12 different people to do this. These are like Baratheon's bastards or something. Yes, right? yes. We'll go through them all, but they're really, you can clump them into three different groups based off of what uh, direction the MCU might want to go in. Categories, one might say. I hate that. Oh, come on, Daddy. Don't you love me? What? Do you like my, my pun? I hate this more Do than like I my hate pun, the Daddy? I'm a little boy. You see, you're applying last week's rules of Daddy. Leather Danny. Eric. Daddy. Yeah. Eric. To this week. This week, it's just a little boy I would boy never daddy. be okay with this thing you're doing of calling me Daddy. Okay, the first category we're going to talk about is the what I call the on-deck caps. The immediate successes. Caps on deck. Caps on deck. The people who uh, have already been established in the MCU, people with names and faces and actors playing them, <laughs> yeah. and will appear in upcoming properties, specifically the Falcon Winter Soldier, which has it, itself five cap options. The first one's the obvious one. Falcon, uh, Sam Wilson. That was the chosen successor by Steve Rogers. He handed the shield to him at the end of Endgame. He's going to be the, the central figure of the show. We already see him in trailer footage. Discus tossing shields so into well. the tree. And he's Pretty a human. Well. Pretty well. But is it a mistake that it went into the tree? Or was it intentional? <laughs> like, be like the shoot that was not intending to hurt the tree? <laughs> because Cap, what he's great with is bouncing that shield, ricocheting it off of oh. things. And by wedging it in the tree, was that a mistake? Or did he want to cut down that, that tree? Because it's racist. Because it's racist. Racist. It's on a plantation. Uh, just, implantations are racist. I watched the video. Yeah. Um, but I think shield handling ability is a good indicator and barometer of someone's worthiness to be cap. Because if they can't handle that shield, get out of the kitchen, you know? Uh, but the second option is Bucky, of course. So Bucky is the one that a lot of fans wanted to carry the shield after Steve Rogers handed it off. Lifelong best friend. He's carried the shield in the comics. He has carried the shield in the comics. The problem is, is that he, in this universe currently, has a reputation of a terrorist. 
and an assassin. And do we really want that person to be the bearer of Captain America? I kind of do. But you could see how Steve's like, ah, maybe the public won't accept you as Captain America more than uh, this guy who's like a veteran's counselor and a, a, a soldier already. Okay, so the third option that this show is presenting to us is U.S. Agent John Walker. So Wyatt Russell's joining the cast as this new government-approved poster boy Cap successor. He's got his own suit. He's got his own shield. We don't know if that's the <laughs> that's same shield. That's all it really takes. And you know, that's a good point because like what made Captain America in the 40s, right? It was the super soldier serum, but really it was more of a propaganda tool. It was tool. branding, yeah. It was all branding. So whoever the government says is Captain America, in a sense, is Captain America. It's kind of like uh, Santa Claus becomes Scott Calvin because right. he looks like him. Yeah. You put on the suit, you're the big guy. Now, in the comics, U.S. Agent is kind of this villainous figure, and I've speculated, we released a video earlier this week, that U.S. Agent could be kind of a, a puppet that's being controlled by Zemo in the same way that he tried to control Bucky in the Civil War film. Um, which brings us to another candidate, Zemo. So Zemo is joining this story. And in the comics, Zemo creates the first iteration of the Thunderbolts. And they all take these patriotic, you know, pro-heroic facades. And his is Citizen V. So Citizen V originally was an English guy who his father killed uh, back in the war. And then he stole that identity. And then Zemo, the younger Zemo, stole that identity to be kind of like a Captain America-esque figure to try to be a replacement Avengers or Fantastic Four. It didn't work because the rest of the Thunderbolts turned against him. But Daniel Bruhl, as Zemo, is joining the story. That could be his Mm -hmm. kind of secret mystery plot is by filling that void as a new Captain America and trying to steal that legacy. And I think Captain America as a brand, they try to follow the path of the American flag Mm -hmm. and it being occasionally problematic, right? Like, so for instance, the uh, Southern flag that a lot of states have issues with, should we still use them or Mm -hmm. should we we take them away? It's having to acknowledge that being the representative of America is not always necessarily like truth justice in the American way or whatever, sometimes it's like, I think I took out the dictator in a country, but then it turned out the CIA just wanted him out because they wanted to put in their own dictator or something. Like, we've had a dark past, and I think that this is the best thing that ever happened to Captain America, is that he kind of starts to realize his allegiance isn't necessarily to the people that are always right, and these characters complicating it even further are essentially like bad guys, but they're still like, look at me, I'm wearing stars and stripes, I must be good. Yeah, uh, flags and political allegiances change meaning over time, and as right. the decades go forward, it's you know kind of like, uh, we all had that decal of Calvin pissing on something on our cars. <laughs> on, our, on our mud flaps. Has, now it's not as fun to have that on your car, because who wants Calvin. to encourage little boys peeing? Hey, didn't you pee enough in bed already? It's disgusting. Um, And our fifth option, in case all these warring factions in Falcon Winter Soldier are irreconcilable, we still have old Cap. Old man Cap is still alive in this world. Yeah, what's he doing now? Peggy's dead. Who knows? What do old men like to do? Some crossword puzzles. They like to feed some ducks. But he can still play also Bench 500, you know? Oh, yeah. That guy's, yeah, he's ripped. Tight 80, I think we discovered, right? So he is, uh, he's still alive. If they can get Chris Evans to come back, or just an old man who we see off screen, he could say, you know what? I'm taking my legacy back because none of you have really earned this. It's like when Jay Leno tried to take back The Tonight Show. Exactly. Cap is, uh, his family is cars now. (laughs) 
okay, and that brings us to the newcomer to this cast, Carl Lumbly, who some people are saying is playing Isaiah Bradley, who was a black cap. And that kind of brings us to our second category, the Bradley family. Capigory. Capigory. Come around. Thank you. <laughs> Got him, right? Um, so there's an interesting possibility with this Falcon Winter Soldier show, and that the showrunner is this screenwriter named Malcolm Spellman. Do you know Malcolm Spellman? Uh, <laughs> maybe. <yes. laughs> yeah. Malcolm Spellman's oh, yeah. one of the best writers. This guy is super talented, but he's also extremely outspoken about issues of race. Every project he works on, he's kind of like the tip of the spear for race relations, for, for bringing this stuff into our work. He um, wrote on Empire. He was going to produce that show Confederate on right. HBO. That Very controversial Because they had the, the Game of Thrones guys at the top of it. They should have just had Malcolm Spellman right. uh, be like the, the face of it. It was going to be an alternate history in which the Confederacy won the Civil War. It's like a man in the high castle, but instead of like the Nazis winning, it's like the South winning and right. seeing what the modern day U.S. would look which like. Goes on what I was saying earlier too, just this idea of like we kind of have a dark history. We do, we do, and I'd be surprised if Falcon Winter Soldier with Malcolm Spellman on that writing staff. I'd be surprised if it didn't address race right. in some way. So that's why I think like going into Sam's family history and bringing in a possible Isaiah Bradley because his whole cap journey in the comics was it didn't like shy away from race. He leaned into it. It was kind of like a not a what if scenario, but it was like the same thing that gave Captain America his powers. It was almost like a Tuskegee Airmen type story where what if these uh, these black men were given these powers. Uh, Isaiah Bradley was like a black Captain America who was given the super soldier serum and then we see like throughout the 20th century the different ways that intersects with society. So all of like uh, black celebrities and other black superheroes worship this guy the way Steve Rogers was kind of worshipped. They all like admire his patriotism and like what he did for his people and what he did for his country. He got into some controversy during World War II and he ended up getting pardoned by Eisenhower. He's this controversial figure, but he's super interesting. And then, um, so that's another option if he's in the show. You're, you're kind of giving me Killmonger vibes a little bit. Right. Like it's controversial to, but he kind of has good points. Yeah. It's provocative. Yeah, and the character of Killmonger, especially in the recent iteration of Black Panther, was based on Malcolm X, who was kind of saying, we need a revolution in society. And in the same way, there's a lot of intersection with the ideology of Malcolm X with, with Isaiah Bradley as a character. And Malcolm X is in the comics and like likes this guy, and he meets with him, and they, everyone kind of makes these like pilgrimages to like see this guy and, and to meet with him. They're in awe yeah. of his... You know, I wonder if, if there's a, another statement being made there where Captain America is supposed to be a reflection of the state of the of the state right mm -hmm. the state of the union and then if it's time for like a revolutionary type say we need to like raise the system and bring the underprivileged into power and kind of shake it all up and that kind of goes with the revolutionary figure which right. it sounds like Isaiah is yeah and you can imagine a version of Falcon Winter Soldier this show where he's kind of like this this old retired version of Cap that never got the attention because the government didn't care about telling that story but Falcon as a new successor to the shield Sam Wilson might dig into that history and discover someone like Isaiah Bradley and be like, how have I not heard your name before? But that, if that ends up happening in the show, brings up our next option for who a successor could be, his grandson, Elijah Bradley. And this is an actual baby. <laughs> this is an actual baby. Wow. A baby cap. <laughs> baby cap. It baby works with cap? our Baby Avengers <laughs> yeah. cartoon show we're pitching. So Elijah Bradley is the Young Avengers character named Patriot. So Young Avengers' more recent comics oh, yeah, it includes yeah. Iron Lad, Hulkling, Wiccan, 
stature, uh, Kate Bishop as the new Hawkeye, and uh, he he has like kind of these superhuman abilities that he says was from a transfusion from his grandfather, a blood transfusion that gave him that super soldier serum. We find out that that was a lie. He was actually using a mutant growth hormone to try to enhance his abilities. The rest of the Young Avengers were like, Elijah, you don't need to do this. You're a great team member. We'll still want you on this team. So he's like, okay, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to go clean. And he leads the team because he's got great natural athleticism. He's got a great strategic mind, kind of like how Cap is. Mm -hmm. Compared to the other Avengers, he's not as strong. He's still superhuman. But really, it's because he's a good leader. And he's just like got a good war tactics mind. That's what that's the role Elijah plays to the Young Avengers. And you could think if Marvel in Phase 4 is trying to set up the future... You could definitely see a scenario, right, where like Sam Wilson, looking back in the past, finds this untold history of an older black cap, and he's out of the game now, but he's got this grandson Mm. who could be, maybe Sam wants to save Falcon, but his lesson that he learns is to pass on the shield to a younger generation, setting us up with a new Young Avengers in Phase 4 and Phase 5. Isn't there also a version of Patriot that is like the result of when Isaiah's in prison, they stole his semen? Oh, God. <laughs> like, they like forced a I think there is like a spinoff where Josiah X is the name. Right. And he, yeah, it's they they tried to make a spinoff that they were in yeah. control. Yeah, there's a villain. That's just a very personal story to me. <laughs> Someone stealing your semen? No, it's how I was made. Oh. Okay, good. I'm glad you don't know that someone's stealing your semen. <laughs> it does. I put it under my pillow every night, and then when I come back, it's gone. But, but there's six of, teeth uh, there. But speaking of scarily possible hypotheticals, let's move on to our final category. Category. Uh, the what-if caps. Ooh. So now that we're expanding into a multiverse, kind of these hypothetical scenarios are weirdly possible. Because Marvel is kind of saying, we're in a multiverse of possibilities now. We're not going to tell you which one we're going to stick with or which ones are going to be canon or maybe they'll all be canon. But we have seen, so first off, Avengers Endgame ended with Captain America living his life with Peggy Carter in an alternate timeline as young Steve Rogers. So theoretically, Marvel could still show what that alternate history looked like. Like, we could mm. see young Chris Evans living an alternate 20th century one of the, history. Uh, talking about big questions, one of the biggest questions is what the hell did he do for the last, like, 70 exactly. years? Exactly. Like, did he try to subvert history or did he just try to stay off on the sidelines? Did he go rescue Bucky? Did he uh, fight alongside Bucky and Peggy? Are there a whole nother alternate so universe of characters? So this what if cap is what if it's still just Steve Rogers? What if it's still just Chris just, Evans? But he didn't get frozen. Right. So what I'm saying is there's a possibility where young Chris Evans, Steve Rogers could still exist, still carrying the shield, fighting the same fights as Cap as we've seen before. But another option is we've had the What If series coming out on Disney+. And we've seen some footage, some animated cells, not a full trailer yet, but like uh, the different conventions have been shown. In the first episode, we've seen uh, limited footage of this in animation cells of What If Peggy Carter got the Super Soldier Serum. Jack, Jack, and and young guns everywhere. The America I want to live in, <laughs> and I already do. Steve Rogers as a skinny dude is still in that story, so we see how like he would, <laughs> and she like carries him <laughs> everywhere. Uh, come on. <laughs> um, so we could see like a version of a reality where Peggy Carter is Cap, like a female Cap, you know. So that's another what if. Um, but then in Avengers Endgame, there is also a little throwaway line where they mention a character named Braddock, mm. and Braddock is Brian Braddock. 
Captain Britain, who's a right. UK version of Captain America, who oversees the Captain Britain Corps, which is an, a league of interdimensional Avengers who help solve problems across dimensions. So there's an implication that in this multiverse, it's going to be governed by a Captain Britain Corps right. and Captain Britain, uh, a British version of Captain America. Is going to be someone who carries a shield. But in addition to a British cap, we also have a Russian cap. Yes, coming up that's in Captain, right, yeah, uh, yeah. coming up in Black Widow, Red Guardian, Alexei Shustakov, played by David Harbour, who's like a handsome hunk, if you ask me. If you were to ask me who I would want currently in the MCU to carry that shield moving forward, <laughs> I think David Harbour has definitely paid his dues. The guy's been in prison his entire life. He's Russian. He was uh, brainwashed by the Soviet culture, but like he's still fighting the good fight. And he is just, he's got an awesome red suit that still fits. Uh, can we show uh, also that I've always loved the idea of Russian cap, the thumbnail I made once of uh, uh, what I thought a Russian cap would look like. <laughs> look at like. that weird chin. The goatee. On RDJ. Yeah. Uh, you think David Harbour's hot because you think that's what you're aging into. I think it's my best chance at uh, <laughs> a, a pretty good Hollywood one, leading man. Yeah, um, and our final option. This is one that you recommended, but I had honestly completely forgotten about him. But he technically exists in the MCU as it is as a as a cap surrogate. Are you as talking about my surrogate? man, Nuke, Nuke. Frank Simpson, <laughs> who is uh, shown in Jessica Jones? Worst guy ever. <laughs> <laughs> Not a great guy. But he, uh, just to catch you guys up, if you didn't watch Jessica Jones, Frank Simpson is kind of a daredevil adjacent former soldier who now works in the private sector. And so he's kind of a cap figure in that he went through the same kind of government program, the Weapons Plus program, that was connected to Captain America and Weapon X with right. Wolverine. And his whole thing is he has three different pills, a red pill, a white pill, and a blue pill. The red pill he takes to, like, get amped up on adrenaline. The white pill he takes to stay balanced between missions. And the blue pill he takes to come down. And the analog for it in the Marvel Comics with, with Frank Miller was it was connected to soldiers who have PTSD and have addictions to uh, painkillers and opioids. And they take pills to have different But that part's the too real part of, yeah, of it. Real, I like the part dark. that he's f***ing insane yeah, he's and he crazy. like paints a flag on his face and he's just like, I'm yeah. Captain America too. So, so it has yet to be seen how much of the Marvel Netflix world the MCU is going to adopt. Hopefully some of well, it. Well see, some people are saying that Charlie Cox might still get to be Daredevil. He would be great. Uh, um, John Bernthal is Punisher in this yeah, world. Right. Like, I don't think you're going to find a better actor to play Punisher. So pick and choose. Keep Joe some Manganello, of it in there. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> different um, so we have 12 different options here. You have the three categories that I mentioned. You have the immediate successors who will probably explore in Falcon Winter Soldier. Also the Bradley family who could be introduced in that show as well. And then you these kind of what if options that might be explored in different right. multiverse future installments. But uh, there are a lot of different options. Really I think the best barometer is how well you operate this shield. Because yes, I think that that's why I say Falcon. Because yeah. I'm like Falcon is a human being without extra strength and he's he wedges the shield in a tree. Well, that can't be easy. I think we should try it out. It sounds like you already bought a toy or something. Oh, Philip, you know me so well. So what did I did... You, did you get a Captain America shield? Um, no, but I got the next best thing, a Frisbee. Are we trying this right now? Yeah, let's go outside and give it a shot. Oh, people are going to see I'm wearing shorts again. <laughs> okay, we're going to try to prove something. Yeah. Eric thinks Frisbees are going to be the way that we figure this out. Frisbees equal cap shields. It's proven. It's science. So we came to the only trees in Burbank, California. It's these two historical site trees. A true cap is a cap who can ricochet his shield. He said three times. So we have a uh, tree here, a tree here, and then a statue. A of sacred noted. historical landmark. 
too many cars because it's gonna land in the street. I'm not a good fruit speed. Coward, coward. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Sorry! Okay, I think the problem I've been having is I've been throwing it like a frisbee when really the worthy- You have worthy... not been throwing it like a frisbee. Oh, I've been trying to. <laughs> the worthiest cat throws it like a discus, which requires you to hold it across- you get it. What did I say? It hit two branches, ricochet, ricochet. Ricochet, ricochet, and it took out a bad guy that you guys didn't see from Hydro. I don't think that's even how you determine it. To me, much more impressive that a human being can wedge it into a tree. This is for a falcon. You're not gonna wedge a frisbee in a tree. Almost. I nailed that tree, but this thing has rounded edges, but this is not what the shield end is. So I have an idea. Can we cut for a sec? I'm gonna fix this. Okay, get up. What? Oh my God. <laughs> I did, okay, I had to go to the hardware store real quick, but now we at least have a chance of wedging it into this tree. And a chance of killing someone. Well, what do you think a cap shield is for? piece of bark came off. That would be someone's flesh. I think there's an issue with this metaphor. Not only is this not like a shield, it's a plastic rounded thing with some modifications, but trees are really freaking hard. I have an idea to make this more even. Shield is to tree as killer frisbee is to... Whoa, mama mia, that's a watermelon. <laughs> okay, this I think we might have a chance with. All right. <laughs> Assemble! <laughs> well, well, well. Turns out... Well, that was um, interesting. I can't go back to jail. I think the, the big takeaway from who will carry the shield in the future, it looks like for now it's going to be Falcon, but there's a possibility that this new show, Falcon Winter Soldier, will set up Falcon to pass it on to a, an even newer era of Avengers so that Falcon can stay Falcon and won't have to like merge character identities because that might bump some people out. But it's clearly not going to be either of us. No, <laughs> but that's probably what God intended. All right, let's move on to some bite-sized questions that Philip will answer for us. They're in the box. Let's do this. Well, you can get the box too. Take it that. away. Okay, so our first question is, Thor defeated Surtur easily, but couldn't even hurt Hela while Surtur defeated Hela easily. How is that possible? What am I missing in here? If Help you, me. If you do life. watch, if you do watch Ragnarok kind of quickly, it is like, wait, the bad guy that, that he beat up at the beginning is the destroyer of, the, of all of Ragnarok at yeah. the end and is the prophesied one and yeah. Hela is the villain of the whole movie and this thing can defeat Hela pretty easily. The power easily. statuses are shifting act to act. It does change but it actually is totally covered in the movie. Huh. A, a really easy way to see it too is you can see at the beginning that Surtur is only like three times bigger than Chris Hemsworth at the in the yeah. early part. Yeah. So Chris Hemsworth is the same as me, 6'3", and then if you multiply that by three or so he's maybe about 19 feet or something. So he's like not short. 
but he ain't that big. Look at him at the end of the movie. He's though. like a giant size. He's, he's the size of a city. He's a colossus. Um, so it, you can both combine that the idea that, of course, if he's bigger, he's more destructive, but he also has higher durability, yeah. uh, increased strength, all these things. So he's like insane to try to defeat in that scenario. Uh-huh. But... It's specifically because, if uh, you remember in the movie, Odin had taken his power source away, the Eternal Flame, right. before, and this is the version of Surtur that has gotten the Eternal Flame back. Mm. So now, he, this is what he's actually like, and he's actually one of the strongest figures in all of Marvel. So oh, wow. that does make sense that he actually can defeat Hela. And, and he's the prophesied one to destroy her. Uh, so it's the idea the, the Eternal Flame wasn't there, and now it's back, and that's why you can... Basically, he's yeah. been bulking. Got yeah. it. Okay, so our next question. When Tony collapses in Endgame near the beginning, Captain Marvel says she's going to pick up some sort of elixir. What was that? You guys take care of him, and I'll bring a Azorian elixir when I come back. Yeah, it seems like a quick throwaway yeah, or something. Yeah, she's a elixir. Yeah, great actress. We were like, what, what? what's that? <laughs> Get back in your room, room child. Room child. Room Child, things are gonna get a leak Um, She is referring to basically chicken soup, but <laughs> it's kind of the equivalent. Uh, but it is cool if you do follow the, the idea of the Zorians, what she actually is referring to is this race that theoretically, you remember uh, in the Aliens movies how yes. eventually it's kind of revealed that maybe the precursor to like humans uh, yes. or kind of aliens or like it got really complicated. Yeah, yeah. There is a, a Marvel version of that and it's that the Zorians actually were the initial basis for what eventually would become humans, Kree, Scrolls, mm. any any of these like main humanoid figures that we, we interact with a lot mm. are actually just them experimenting with their own DNA oh. and then eventually that evolves into the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So the Zorians have theoretically these pharmaceutical abilities that can cure things for any of us on a DNA level. But it, you know, kind of is a panacea that like maybe it's a Mm -hmm. cure-all. It's complicated if you try to get into it too much because it's like, oh, can you just bring that back and like cure cancer? Yeah, why isn't Carol Danvers doing that all the time? She's like, it's pricey. Get back in your room. <laughs> yeah, she sucks. All right. So uh, our final bite-sized question. Ooh. Uh, so we actually asked our Discord fans. Yes. What Marvel villain would make the best president? So this was a question from us to our Discord uh, patrons and fans on there. And then I'm just gonna read some uh, fun answers that we got on there. So a lot of people thought Doctor Doom would make a really good. President. Oh sure, yeah, he's brilliant. Um, pointed out he already rules a country, so uh-huh. he has that experience. He is brilliant. He's adored in the country that he rules. Yeah. But a lot of people uh, also were like, well, that's too easy because he already rules a country. So they talked about Green Goblin, which mm-hmm. Green Goblin actually, I think in, in a specific story has become president. And I remember like, Norman Osborn. when I was like in middle school or something, okay. he was all the villains were becoming president at uh-huh. the time, like Luther and stuff too. Uh, I like this person didn't understand the question perfectly. So, so the question was, which Marvel villain would make the best president? And he said T'Challa, which is Black oh. Panther. And then we said, we said villains, and they said, oh, evil T'Challa, <laughs> which is great. There was talk about Thanos actually has some good ideas, but he would institute a purge almost immediately. Yeah. Thanos did nothing wrong. <laughs> Give uh, him a chance. This is my favorite answer, was Wilson Fisk. Oh, yeah. Um, he is a man of the people, but he's a billionaire, and those never mislead us. Never. <laughs> no. Never. But they're also, he becomes the mayor of New York in a Daredevil comic. Mm-hmm. I don't know, something about the MCU, Wilson Fisk, too. That guy, like, I could, I could vote for that yeah, guy. Yeah, guy, he's guy. got... Uh, Appreciates art. Right. He's a man of the arts and isn't afraid to get his hands dirty. Yeah, with a car door. Right. <laughs> 
Um, and this was maybe my favorite answer that I don't agree with, but but it's my favorite answer. Is somebody pointed out? Well, Star Wars comics are now published by Marvel. Okay. So Palpatine is technically a villain, uh, and so they th- think Palpatine would be the best president. What I was thinking about that was, you never really hear about Palpatine's platform. Like, he could have great ideas. What if he's like instituting a, a galaxy of basic income? Yay! You know what I mean? Like, he could be like really helping a lot of people. I mean, isn't his ideas just what the Nazi ideas were? Just like he doesn't do do like uh, genocide. He, he does, does aggressive force with. He the does. Troopers. He killed all the Geonosians. Oh, and he also blows up planets. <laughs> yeah, he, he sterilized the <laughs> race. He does race. the most epic level of genocide that's ever happened. <laughs> Palpatine hasn't killed anyone. Well, no, he, he, he kills planets. <laughs> he kills planets. <laughs> we thing. don't know if anybody's on them. He's not checking. These are his minions. He's like, I don't like that planet. Obi-Wan said, I just heard millions of voices scream out in terror. And that's Obi-Wan's problem. <laughs> he was trying Palpatine to build, can't hear those Palpatine voices. Palpatine was trying to make a highway, and there was a planet in the way, and he was going to create a bunch of jobs. Uh-huh. Anyway, I do think that it's worth noting Palpatine was elected a senator at one point, so at some point he gave good speeches and had a good platform. Well, yeah, and he was elected chancellor, too, from a exactly. no conference vote after Valorum. It yeah. doesn't make it okay. So was Hitler was elected, too. Don't bring him into this. Every week. He's, he's always in it. Okay, uh, thanks for sending us those bite-sized questions, guys. We have time for one more, more personal question. Personal variety. The always wet interesting. one. The wet <laughs> the question. The wet. Oh, God, it's The wet one. Wet ones. question. Okay, so this was We also, should do a show called Wet Ones. On, on, <laughs> where it's like we take ones? the wet wipes <laughs> with, with the celebrity and, and we, we have to eat this <laughs> wet wipe. <laughs> It burns. <laughs> All right, the gamer MJ asked us, whose first kiss was worse? I like how gamer MJ assumes that we both know each other's first, first kisses kiss. and have it on a ranking Whose first system. kiss was worse? Well, it's the same story, so. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's an interesting question because you have to figure out where you start counting your first kisses. Kind of. Like, because we all had like random kisses. We had kisses with family. We had uh, many, 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 many open practicing mouth kisses. kisses. Yeah, that's how yeah. you learn. Yeah. Uh, but there's also like, you know, your high school. The birds uh, and the bees hookup relationship <laughs> where it's like, this was my first kiss. Ah, yes, this one counted. Or like, you know, when you're 28 and you meet your yeah. new girlfriend, like, this was my first kiss. Once you Keep changing what you what you actually think. Oh, now that was the real yeah. one. Okay, so uh, my first kiss, if I were to go way back and say, okay, okay, this this kind of counts. It's not. It wasn't terrible. The kiss itself was fine. It was the politicized things that were going around. The context is what made it terrible. Politicized. There was a, a girl in first grade who. Oh God, Eric Caldery. Six? Oh. Well, she had a crush on me, and she sat next to me, and at one point, uh, she kissed me on the cheek, uh, and she had a crush on me. Uh, Picture of little boy Eric. He'd be cute. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, cut! But, uh, like, a couple months later, we were lining up after recess. You know, the boys line up and the girls line up, and a boy in front of me turned around uh, and kissed me on the cheek. I don't know, boys do... Uh, <laughs> you appeal to all audiences, right, yeah. that's why you're our main and, host. And uh, I was just kind of thrown by it. Um, but I, I don't think, you know, little kids are just exploring, they don't know what a lot of it means, and I don't know why he did it, but that girl immediately turns over to me, not him, to me, and points and goes, Ew, you're gay! <laughs> what makes me sad about this story is like, 
clearly, as a six-year-old, someone told, told her, her what, yeah. that that was wrong and gross. gross right. And it's the ill that kind of haunts me, that she thought it was disgusting, and that she, like, blamed me for it. And I think she, part of it was she was just, like, angry at herself. That, rejected. That, I let myself fall in love. Yeah. Again, Angela, you said you wouldn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt so bad for him, because, like, he probably felt some shame for, like, putting me in that situation. Who knows why he did it? Maybe he's, like, the straightest dude ever. Was he just doing with his tongue right there. He said in the lead up, I want to taste blood. Um, but like all of that kind of put me in the state of shame of like kissing in general is wrong because the, the version of the heterosexual version of it was also felt kind of like mean and dirty. So as we got older, uh, we, we were at the same school and in eighth grade, she ended up being like the most like strictest conservative like her parents wouldn't let her read of harry course, potter of like she was uh she we all had to do like a speech project where we had to like uh we we're learning oratory and she did a speech of uh about why abortion needs to be like globally uh illegal and she ended by doing this stupid poem about like the unborn fetuses in her monologue don't kill me mommy and god uh, and then yeah. she points at you and says, and Eric's gay. It should be purged. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was my first kiss, and that's why it was horrible. It wasn't, like, anything disgusting about it. It's because all the people around it made me feel horrible about it for years. We, we, You and I have known each other for a really long time. I've never heard that story before, but I also sometimes am so vividly uh, reminded, I guess, that our growing up was so different uh, yeah. where I'm like oh cute you were like kissed on the on the cheek I was I was gonna turn 13 but I was already saying I was 13 because it ended in teen nice. instead of 12 teen <laughs> and so I got invited by some girl that I barely knew to go to Disney World with her family trip I think Ooh. she was like taking pity on me because I didn't have money to go to Disney World nah you were uh, a keeper uh, she wanted no, mom and dad to it approve. turned out it was like like all the kids that were like the our age roughly it was like a girl's trip but I, I got to be on it and then you know we go or whatever and then it's the night of the first night that we're there and we're all having to sleep in the living room of the hotel you know like the, not the like lobby but like the the main common area of the hotel and just like a bunch of like young girls and me but I didn't even realize too I was by far the youngest I wasn't 13 yet and her cousin was there and she was 15 turning 16 and it's the middle of the night and I suddenly feel that someone's waking me up and it's the cousin Bethany from Pennsylvania and she I had never met anyone from Pennsylvania at this point uh, and she just starts like pulling me into her and she starts kissing me and I'm like holy shit this is my first kiss and then she gets completely naked <laughs> In, you were 12. In the common area, 12, turning 13. 12. In this like, common area with like a grown-up on the couch and stuff, and she's completely naked, and I'm wearing more clothes now. <laughs> You're wearing her clothes? Exactly. <laughs> Someone like, needs to wear this these. fits so well. <laughs> uh, and she starts like like getting my hands and kind of like showing me stuff to do, and I'm like freaking out, like fireworks are going off in my head. We just kiss for like 15 minutes or something, and then and then I go weep. Then she's a little like distant the next day, and her mom is, like all the, the moms are saying like, all right, everybody exchange contact info, and they're not doing it. And her mom kind of hits her and goes, go get Philip's screen name uh, for her AIM. She's like, okay. And so she's like, what's your screen name? And she writes it down. And so I, and what's yours? And I cherish it, and I like take it the whole way back to Miami. And then I get on AIM like as soon as I get home, and I add her as a friend. And she, you know, comes online, door opens. And I say, hey, what's up? <laughs> it's Philip. <laughs> and she goes, you're a f loser don't ever talk to me again <laughs> oh god uh, but i <laughs>
<laughs> terribly because I didn't know you what I was doing. You realize this is being recorded. Well, it's it happened. It, it was recorded in here and in here. And now it has to be recorded in our <laughs> yeah. um, Oh my god. Yeah, she was so mean. That was like the meanest girl ever. Bethany from Pennsylvania. I still love you though. <laughs> No, we can make it work. You got kissed on the cheek, though, you freak. His was worse. <laughs> it was you. You were that young girl who screamed. <laughs> well, that's our show, guys. Reminder to send us your big questions using the hashtag big question. Also, no, I'm not going for a high five, but I'm giving a high five to uh, Danny, who sent us some uh, dope-ass fan art on Twitter and on our Discord. Uh, we love fan art. Here's we his love fan, fan art. art. Send more fan art. This is great. It this w- is the most handsome Eric has ever looked, by the way. And I'm friends with Batman? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's great. Tommy. <laughs> I, I think that's Tommy. Tommy is I our Batman. Tommy's Batman. I'm pretty sure. That's time. Uh, uh, so send them to our P.O. Box. You can send them uh, legit, or you can send questions. You can send anything to our P.O. Box, as long as it can go in the mail. But almost yes. anything can go in the mail. Yeah. Subscribe to this show here on YouTube, but also subscribe to the podcast version, so you can get audio versions of all this stuff, so you can listen to it while you're driving, and not have to like watch a YouTube video while you're driving, because it's dangerous. Follow Philip at Philip Molina. Follow me at EA Voss, and follow New Rockstars on Twitter and on Instagram, so you can keep up with all of our stuff. And uh, remember uh, to check in with us next week, because we'll have a whole new big question for you. Responsibly.